everybody, you're listening to Salah's Corner with the one and only Salah Muhammad. So I've been having this nagging feeling in the back of my mind. Um, I've had a couple of conversations with people regarding how uh, black people are portrayed in the media, what we prioritize within our education system. And I, like there's a connection there um, that I really wanted to make. So on today's episode, I'm sitting with Dorian Black and Ari Hart from Everyone Gets a Turn. They're a local podcast uh, done right here in Philadelphia. And we dive into that topic, the connection of what we are being taught in our education system, how we're being portrayed in the media, and how we prioritize the important things within our community. It's something that I hold near and dear to me because I remember having so many different conversations with other people and you know, wondering why they aren't engaged in political topics, social issues. And the simple fact is, is were they being taught the importance of this as they were coming up, as they were navigating high school, their later years in college? uh, What was the most important things to them? Was it social media, friendships, or was it building a successful community and family? Um, So coming up, I have Dorian Black and Ari Hart from Everyone Gets a Turn. I'm sure a lot of you are wondering how I make my podcast sound so crisp and clean. Well, I have to thank the folks at Rec Philly. They provide me the space, the time, and equipment to make this podcast happen. And it doesn't just end there. It's also an opportunity to connect with other creative individuals just like me. And not just other podcasters. I'm talking writers, musicians, photographers, anyone that considers themselves a creative individual. So if that's you, head on down to Rec Philly. It is super affordable. The memberships are great, and it's an opportunity to flex your creative muscles. If that's you, I hope to see you there soon. All right, so with me, I have Dorian Black and Ari Hart here um, with the podcast, Everyone Gets a Turn. And I really wanted to sit down with these two ladies. I met them at an event a couple weeks ago. Um, They have their own podcast that they started in Philly, focusing on just everyday issues that everybody goes through. Mm-hmm. They, uh, I listened to a few episodes, and I really like their content and how they engage with what's going on into everyone's life, every community. The most recent one was around mental health um, that I listened to, which mm-hmm. was really dope, um, that I think a lot of people are scared to say something about. Um, but today we're going to meet these ladies. What's going on? Yes, so I'm Dorian Black. Nice to meet you, Dorian. Um, nice meeting you. <laughs> nice meeting the listeners as well. Um, yes, we are Everyone Gets a Turn, and we just talk about real stuff, the things we experience, we know other people are experiencing. So we just try to tap into that so other people know that they're not alone. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm Ari Hart, and yeah, like we just try to also stay true to like our personalities and like try to touch on things that we actually have had like hands-on experience with even though we're not experts in everything but i've dealt with this and or i've seen someone close to me deal with this now what um what got you ladies started i feel like there is a huge platform for creative people out there Mm -hmm. in philly yeah um, and they don't really know like where to go what to do with that energy like what got you ladies started well like um well like dorian um she had wanted to start one on her own which i never even knew Mm -hmm. but then i was like kind of going through something and i felt and i had started listening to like amanda sills podcast and it was really helping Mm -hmm. me and i was like i would like to channel myself into something and i loved talking and having discussions so i had texted her i was like you want to start one and she was like yeah why not and that's kind of like just how we got that started um yeah and that's for like 
you know, starting somewhere, I think you just have to have an idea and run with it. Um, yeah. We didn't have any experience <laughs> on podcasting. We didn't Mm-mm. know how to set it up. So we just did the research, put it together. And, you know, here we are a few months later doing big things. Yeah. I, um, I wanted to talk to you guys about, like, the the content that's out there within mm-hmm. like black community mm-hmm. i was sitting with my wife the other day and i got you know i'm flipping through the channels and you know i go from room to room and see what's on tv and it's like constant you know loving hip-hop it's constant <laughs> like it's const- right like black media is just so like saturated with just blah stuff yeah. you yeah. know and then at the same time you know people within the black community are very um, you know, and rightfully so, very uh, animated when it comes yeah. to how we're portrayed in media, mm-hmm. you know, but then we don't really use our media to give ourselves a better light or to capture news or to real events. Um, and we're relying on other people to report on that story. Like what do, what's your what individually, what do you guys think of like the state of black media in America? For me, I think, um, you know, the stereotypes, they've been around for years and they always portrayed us as being loud and just being characterized and animated. So, and I think it takes away that black people are so different in their mm-hmm. experience. Every black person doesn't have the same experience. And sometimes, you know, there's black people who like rock music, there's black people who like hip hop, and there's black people who just don't like anything and I think that's why it's important to have control of the media like making podcasts making YouTubes and being Mm -hmm. out there and putting yourself out there and represent your blackness yeah because when you let you know VH1 and MTV take control of that they'll make you look like you just crazy and loud so that's my take on it um I feel like you know it's nothing wrong with those portrayals on TV like those are how those particular people act Mm -hmm. and just because they're acting like that and their skin happens to be brown Mm -hmm. that's not a reflection on the rest of us um just like there's white and other backgrounds of people who act wild and crazy on TV Mm -hmm. I just feel like when black people do it it always has to like now it talks for the whole community or Mm -hmm. it has to stick with us through everything but just because they're on love and hip-hop or basketball wives that don't I don't think that defines anything however you know i think black people should be more responsible it's nothing wrong with having those shows but also Mm -hmm. let's be responsible like i have this platform let me try to also use it to like be positive and send certain messages i I think a lot of that has to do with um i think obviously it starts with education Mm -hmm. and i think the importance of what we're taught in schools and obviously at home but what is prioritized you know Mm -hmm. so are you a teacher Mm -hmm. um you know we talk about like how in black media what seems to be prioritized is like the most scandalous stuff and the most catchy stuff um but then when we're talking about what's happening in our schools like where the things that are happening in like white circles and in Mm -hmm. white communities and that they're learning when it comes to just how to be financially responsible or Mm -hmm you know, different, how to be um, engaged in, like, social issues and political issues. Right. It's something that doesn't necessarily hit within the black community. Just from your perspective as a teacher, do you see that disconnect there when it comes from, you know, in high school or in, in middle school and elementary school, we're not addressing the importance of 
the lessons that you should take with you later on in life where it's just like you just got to hit English and math and science. Oh, and for sure. Um, I think also you have to take into consideration first, like white kids, they tend to live in more suburban areas mm-hmm. and the ones who do live in Philly, they're going to like Masterman Central. So True. those schools are investing more in those students versus black students. You're in an urban setting. They're already giving you the little end of the stick. Your teachers are being paid the tax dollars of the people in that community. So if we're taking taxes out of people who work minimum wage jobs or work three jobs to support their family is only, but so many textbooks you're going to get. Um, but they definitely don't teach the kids to be smart for like real life things mm-hmm. like my kids today they we were even talking they were like yeah we just learned about a bunch of stupid stuff that i'm not gonna use the Pythagorean theorem like <laughs> outside of school and i'm like that's very true they were like miss hart we should be learning about you know rent and mortgages and they know that they should be learning about that type of stuff right um they're not stupid black kids are very kids of color are very smart um and they see what they're not getting mm-hmm. um but it's very hard because the teachers don't only have but so much say as well we have to follow a curriculum Mm -hmm. we we work in the uh city of philadelphia we have to do with that budget allows Mm -hmm. so what what's your take on that uh Um, dorian i think well ari she's a literature teacher so you know i feel like literature is always the basics of storytelling and when you tell these kids these stories and you reach out to them in these ways they're able to understand and comprehend so when you have that creative setting you can say hey Life isn't going to always go as planned, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but maybe if you take control of your own fate, and especially with Ari being a young teacher, she's able to reach the kids in a certain way. Like, listen, I understand. I hear you. It's not fair. You should be learning about rent. You should be learning about mortgages. But you're at the point in your life where you have to take control of your own fate. So maybe do some research if you're interested or reach out to your friends and start a study group or even come to my class and come to me and ask these questions and maybe I can help you. Yeah. You know, I, so I did a, I did a podcast a few uh, weeks ago with uh, two recent high school um, graduates who Mm -hmm. one was in college and one had dropped out of college. And we talked about like, you know, just straightforward. Like, were you guys prepared to be like adults? Mm-hmm. Were you prepared to take out loans? Were you prepared to vote and like gun ownership and all those mm-hmm. responsibilities mm-hmm. that come with being a, um, you know, adult and a, um, an American? And they were like, no, like none of it. Like we got the basics in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like we got some some financial guidance when it came to like how to prepare for college. But like right. that's it. And it's just like. It's not we a were lot just of... pushed out there and, and unprepared. So, you know, how do we combat, you know, we're not at, within our school district. We're not expressing right. the importance of the fundamentals of how to be, how to vote, mm-hmm. how to right. get involved with social and community issues. Mm-hmm. And then people growing up and, and thinking that the most important thing is what they're seeing on TV, which is love and hip hop. I think it's important for there to be more black teachers who care Mm. i think that's what it comes down to if you're going to have these sucky systems you have to have people in the classroom who are willing to go above and beyond and not just say oh school starts at eight and we get out at three o'clock i'm done you have to be willing to have teachers who are willing to tell like their personal stories and really invest in students or it just all is going to just fall to the wayside um because me personally I try to always give my students life lessons, even if it might, we might have conversations in class that have nothing to do with what we're supposed to be doing. But if I think in that moment, this other conversation about life is important, then I'm going to 
hold off on that lesson mm-hmm. of reading Romeo and Juliet for today, and we're going to talk <laughs> about <laughs> we're going to talk about some real things because if I don't do it, no one else is going to do that for you. Mm-hmm. And as a black teacher, and also a product of your same school district, is my service because I look like you to make sure that I'm giving you things that you're being gypped of. And on that note, like. I got a lot of Shakespeare in my head that I have no idea what to like, do with. I've never yeah. had to use it in real life. And I graduated high school like mm-hmm. 15 years ago. So you might know what a metaphor and a simile is off the top right. of your head. Yeah, you know the metaphors like, in the rap songs you're hearing. Like, And I feel like for me, Shakespeare is one of my faves and Hamlet is oh, like absolutely. the mm-hmm. best. And I always think to be or not to be when it comes to the thought of suicide. <laughs> and that's just what life is like to be or not to be, to survive or right. to be stranded. And you sure. just have to go out there and go get it. And like, I went to Bishop McDevitt, which mm-hmm. was a Catholic private school. And I I can honestly tell you, I've learned nothing about finance, wow. uh, finance uh, literacy, nothing. So when I finished school, and my parents didn't know anything about it either. So when I finished school and it was time for me to find out what school I wanted to go to, I couldn't go to the school I wanted to go to. Mm. I had to settle for inner city mm. college and I had to figure out how I was going to pay for things on my own, how I was going to get through school. So it's not just, you know, inner city black kids who struggle. I think it's all kids who struggle when they hit that point in life. It's like to be or not to be what am i going to do so. i mean i do agree that all kids have a struggle but it's definitely a different type of struggle like oh, for sure kids going to school in abington their struggle is mom dad what like school are we going to mm-hmm. and what is my decoration for my dorm versus <laughs> students who it could be some black students who go to suburban schools but their parents literally are paying their last dime to send right. them out there or but their concern is like okay yeah i'm getting into my colleges but how am i paying for it right so i think while every student does have a struggle mm-hmm. there are definitely different levels of the struggle and some of course are uh like i feel like some struggles like finance financial that's the difference between like me and you going to school like mm-hmm. i don't have the money yeah, I got into these schools, but I don't have the money to go versus mm-hmm. your struggle is, okay, you just don't know which one to, you want to go to. I had a, um, I think back to a conversation and then a blog post that I wrote about um, months ago. Mm-hmm. And we, I had a conversation with some coworkers and I, I was privileged enough to be the only person in that conversation to took a political science class, mm-hmm. um, multiple political science classes and just in high school. Uh, but at the same time, like, they were talking about, like, oh, like, our high school trip was, like, yeah. you know, Italy or some shit. Like, right. Like, like, like I didn't experience Italy. Mine was the fucking Dorney Park. I didn't even go to, we stayed in the state. One, right? Yeah, like, I'm like, what the hell? We had, like, a picnic, I think, which was, like, <laughs> which <laughs> cost, like, $40. Right. So we wasn't really going that far. I'm like, right. damn, what the hell was I doing wrong? But, yeah. like, that, you know, what you speak to is real when mm-hmm. it comes to, like, while all of us aren't being taught, you know, essential things that mm-hmm. we'll really need later on in life as we um, make that exodus into adulthood, like, there are some advantages of that course. everyone else are getting that people, you know, I, I, I'm a product of Philadelphia school system, right. you know, born and raised right here in, in West Philly. What school did you go to? I graduated from, well, I grew up in West Philly, but I ended up graduating from Germantown. It's okay. not even open anymore. Yeah, that's not. how, that's the crazy thing about, like, the product you can't of even go back and black visit schools mm-hmm. yeah a friend a group of friends uh we talked about like breaking in and taking pictures and just like <laughs> seeing what it looks like and stuff like that just to kind of get some like nostalgia and stuff going on but, right 
like yeah we can't even go back and visit and mm-hmm. connect the teachers maybe talk to some kids mm-hmm. and and try to uh, influence their direction and, and hope that the, the maybe the next graduating class will turn out better than we did. Like, right. we don't have those opportunities. Mm-hmm. That's some um, uh, opportunities that are presented to white kids mm-hmm. and suburban exactly. kids and things like that. So those are, there are some real obstacles that uh, all of us face, but mm-hmm. certainly people within a suburban community have made way more advantages. Yeah, than like we teachers do. out in those areas make buku money yeah. compared to teachers in the in Philadelphia. Like that's why you can't really get a job out there because who's leaving it? Yeah, what teacher is leaving it? True. Um, during my high school experience, a lot of teachers were going on strike because they weren't making enough money, and I think it's about especially when you get to a point in your life like us, it's about creating opportunities, mm-hmm. like reaching out to those kids who need mm-hmm. that big brother or a big sister a mentor to let them know like, hey, it's not easy. It's not going to be easy when you finish school. It's not easy while you're in school. But look at your options. Sure. You know, you can always create options. Like when life hand you lemons, make lemonade. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's always a way. Yeah. I um speaking of like opportunities and stuff like that, this segues perfectly into something else that I wanted to talk about, which was and I, I usually don't do like current events and mm-hmm. stuff like that within this podcast, but the the timing of this is just like perfect not to talk about and mm-hmm. this will air weeks later, I'm sure, mm-hmm. after the, kind of the dust starts to settle on a little bit. But these two celebrities and then like this big scandal oh, yeah. within these uh this I can't remember the gentleman's name, or I I, can, I don't even have enough respect for him to call him a gentleman, but the guy who was basically swindling all of these co- all of these colleges mm. and and out of their money made what I think it was like twenty five million dollars faking SAT scores, faking mm. um, all of this information so that these white privileged families and kids could get into these colleges. And I think the two celebrities that ended up falling from it was um, Felicity Huffman mm-hmm. and Lori Laughlin. The, the chick from, um, one of them was from Desperate Housewives, which is Felicity Hoffman. And then, Lord, do you guys know about from this Full story House? a little bit? Yeah, yeah from Full House. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, black people don't even have the opportunity to spend a million dollars to fake their kid to go in and to, right. to get into like a prestigious university. That's and y'all thing. just taking all the access, let mm-hmm. alone, you know, you, you faking. I think at one point, one of the kids said that, uh, or one of the FBI agents said that, a kid faked having dyslexia mm. so that they could take the SATs longer just so that they can get a better score. Mm. Like, and then the guy who ended up going down said he, he helped over uh, 750 students get mm. into prestigious universities because their parents were wealthy. Yeah, and that's that's not a, a scenario that many black people can say True. they could, like you just said, even be a part of. Um, finances are a big part of the reason why people don't even go to college is mm-hmm. not even that some kids don't want to go. It's like, if I don't have those funds, like um, I teach ninth grade, but a lot of, I'm very close with some of the 12th graders and mm-hmm. uh, like we were, I was sitting down helping them with their essays and stuff. And they were just like, so Miss Hart, like, you know, I need this scholarship and do you think this is enough? And I'm like, that's enough for like your tuition. Are you staying on campus? And they're like, Oh shoot, like that too. And I'm like, and you're going out of state and they're like, Oh my God, well, what am I going to do? I said, well, I can't really give you too much advice in the financial because I commuted because I literally only had enough financial aid to cover right. my tuition. Right. And I stayed on campus one year because I decided I really needed that experience yeah. and I decided to pay with my little job to stay on campus. So, 
it's just that's why a lot of black kids are getting gypped um um when it comes to that like my little brother he's in the process of going to picking a college and everything mm -hmm. and i tell him you know pick whatever school you want to go to make sure you have a backup plan have an in-state school um a city school whether it be temple drexel LaSalle, something that's close so if you do fall on hard times you'll still be in the city be close to home and mm -hmm. you can get a little job and pay for school um when it comes to this scandal going on i just think about the amount of doctors and the amount of lawyers that possibly could have had that seat but didn't due to the scandal. And I'm, Absolutely. I'm glad it's getting exposed because this, this has been going on for years, people paying for their kids to get in prestige colleges exactly. because they want to continue a legacy. So for it to get mm -hmm. exposed at this time, I think about time, like finally. Yeah. Yeah, and I think back to, you know, I, I, I got deep into some like weird Twitter memes and stuff like that. Uh -huh. And like at one point, you know, somebody was talking about um, – like, yeah, yo, I remember, like, you know, we moved a lot, and my mom wouldn't change my address just so I made sure I stayed going to that good exactly. school. Exactly. And not, you know, I'm deeper into the hood, and now I got to go to my neighborhood school mm. because, you know, wealthy parents seclude themselves into particular communities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we all know how public school gets funded by the people who live in those communities. Exactly. You know, so if, unless I'm wealthy, I'm going to a school with less resources. And, you know, parents, you know, they, they would get fined or they may get jailed mm -hmm. if they got caught not uh, updating their address because, mm -hmm. you know, they were just trying to get their kid into uh, a halfway decent school, let alone spending millions of dollars to to give yourself a better advantage to people that don't even yeah. have access to it to begin with. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, where you um, Also, like, I feel like a lot of kids in Philadelphia, they don't even know that there's so many other high schools. Um, mm -hmm. Because I was talking to a few of my students and they were just telling me how much they hate the, the school they're at now. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, y'all know it's like, 200 plus schools in philly right and they were like and i started giving them a list of all these great schools because a couple of my kids can really draw i was like you could have applied to cap but you could have applied to the arts academy of benjamin rush they were like what what school is that and i'm just like they don't even know that these schools exist like i told a student about central because not only can the girl draw but she's very smart and i know her grades could get her she said central everybody's heard of central wow. yeah. right but because she's from frankfurt mm -hmm. she probably never even been exposed or her parents probably just straight up after middle school was like you're just going to the next school that's connected uh because smetley is um the school most of the I kids come, yeah that point. come to my school we're like the feeder school for mm -hmm. them but it's so crazy i was like ens is another mm -hmm. good school i said we have masterman and a lot of the kids are very capable of getting into these schools but if you don't even know about them you think you can only go to this one school that you feel like doesn't fit your personality. Mm. Uh, and I think that's another thing. Like it needs to be more resources, even letting kids know that this is a high school you can go to. And this high school can possibly lead you to a really good future for college as well. Not saying that the school I work at is not good, but oh, of course, some um, kids just don't like some of the rules. And if that's the case, you can go to a more freeing school that doesn't have uniform or et cetera. So, and, and, you know, each one of you ladies can take this uh, question. Um, how do you think we overcome some of these obstacles within, um, within like, black communities, within impoverished communities, and just, just as, a, uh, as a whole system as a whole? Because as a whole, because, like you said, it doesn't just plague black people. It's, you know, everyone that's not being taught adequate information so that right. they can be prepared to the heart. How do we overcome that as, like... As a nation, as black people, is just... 
um, people that exist. I feel like as black people, we're always going to have the short end of the stick. Yeah. The only thing for us to do is just self-education, mm-hmm. um, mm. starting with the parents. Because um, a lot of parents don't know. Like when I was going through my experience, my parents, they didn't know like financial anything. So we had to sit there and really struggle with financial aid. So I think it's just getting that head step, learning, okay, what schools are out there for my child? Um, what can I do to understand this financial aid a little bit more? Because I know some parents who were at every parent-teacher meeting trying to understand what they can do next for their child. Because when you're a child, you just know, like, I'm in school. Right. Mm-hmm. I need to go to school. So I think it starts at home and understanding. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of parents don't understand, but that's why I just encourage them to try to. Yeah. What's your take on that, Ari? I agree with that. I think it starts at home a lot. I think um, when I was going to high school, I just always had a very invested parent. Like she was always at something up at the school every every day if she could be. Um, so she definitely didn't want me going to a neighborhood school. But then I think about the kids who don't have that because it's a lot of kids who don't have parents who care or even have time to do that. I, I have students who their disconnect from their parents is real. Like the kid is like almost raising themselves, mm-hmm. and it's just like, what do we do in those circumstances? Right. We can't always put every. We can't. Um, just say, oh, kids have parents, so their parents need to be doing it because not everybody is fortunate enough to have parents that care or maybe have parents around at all. And I think that's where just educators who care. If you're going to be in a school, you need to care. Don't Mm -hmm. sign up to be a teacher. First of all, teachers don't make nearly enough for you to just be going into it for money. Like, if you don't genuinely care about the future, especially if you're a teacher of color and you're going into the schools and you're not trying to go above and beyond to give your students resources and get to know them and know what their home life is, you shouldn't be doing it. Because, like, for me, I have to get to know what your home life is for me to know and assess in which ways do I need to, like, um, service you. I definitely can attest to that because, um, you know, coming from a family where we moved, I think at one point I went to, like, a new school every, like, year Mm -hmm. from, like, second grade all the way through, like, sixth grade. Every year I was in another school. So having teachers that cared and having um, the proper support at home was like, if I didn't have one of those, Mm -hmm. like I I wouldn't be where I am today. Mm -hmm. Like I wouldn't have the same uh, ability to do different things that I do. So like I completely get that, um, you know, having the right teachers and having a a good support system Mm -hmm. is like so crucial into making sure like, are we being successful and and setting our kids up for success and yes. making sure that they are like not just learning the right things, but are they okay mm-hmm. in, in in their mind? Because that plays such a huge role with like it showing does. up to school every day. Yeah. And um, I'm sure we can like all think about a teacher that made an impact. Yeah, uh, Miss Bacaris in eighth grade for me, and then Mr. Feldman in high school. Like those are teachers I. Those names will never leave my mind. Uh, those were teachers. Shout who, out to those two teachers. Yeah, like they those are teachers. You know what I mean? And even um, students, I see uh, students come back to the school I'm at now to see teachers that Mm. they've been out of high school four years now and they're still coming back to see such and such because you made an impact and you helped them get to where. And that's such an awesome feeling. Like, we're family. I love you. You're not my child, but I I spent a lot of my time with you. And to know that I could help you and you want to come back and see me years later and I can see that you're doing so well, I think that's just so important. And I think the other side of that is, is when you don't have that solid support system, 
you know, that's when the influences of everything else come into mm-hmm. play where, you know, kind of how we began this conversation and the influence of the media that's out there starts mm-hmm. to be more of a dominant factor into that child's life. And though they prioritize the stigmas that's out there in, in black media as way more important than what's being taught into the classroom, mm-hmm. what's mm-hmm. accessible to them within their community and things like that. So com- kind of coming full circle with like, you know, like how do we um, make sure that all of that is in proper place for some of these kids? Go like ahead, Dory. When it comes to like stuff like that, I just try to stress, especially to kids who are very impressionable, that every black experience doesn't have to be your experience. Mm-hmm. Just because you hear the rappers and they're talking about selling mm-hmm. drugs and living a party life, you can create your own path. What you like, what stands out to you, and you know, you can still live this lavish life that you mm-hmm. want to create for yourself, but you can do it in is a plethora of things right. you can Absolutely. Do to get to that and lavish life. And not be on the block. Or, and not because... Right. When you take that fast rule, it always ends in a fast turn. Mm-hmm. So mm. That's the only thing I can express to kids who are impressionable and look at the media and think, oh, that, I want that to be me. There's ways to live a lavish life without doing things that will ruin your life. And I, I, there's so many ways to come at this like topic of like adequately preparing like that next generation Mm -hmm. right whether it's the proper representation within the media which is such a huge role the proper support at home Mm -hmm. there's a proper support within the community and in the classroom um and i think at the end of the day it's how are we like owning up to like okay I know I don't have a child. I mean, I do have a child. Mm-hmm. I have too many kids. No, nah, I don't have too many kids. I only have three. Um, <laughs> I know, you know, if, as a parent, if I didn't, or if, as a person, if I didn't have a child, like, I still play a role yeah. into influencing the next generation. Exactly. And the community and the content that I put out there mm-hmm. and how I behave myself and what I expect from the people that are around me and, and the attention that I give. Um, mm-hmm. So it's more just, you know, being responsible in every aspect of our lives, not just like, you mm-hmm. know, I'm just a star on like love and hip hop or I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just a proprietor of, of media on BET. Right. And everything that's on BET is just like, like chill. Like yeah. y'all can put some, some other content out there. Black people aren't just. I think you also have to ask yourself like, is that really a priority to those people? True. Cause you know what True. I mean? Like to us, we're like, Oh, you could be doing this, but do they want to? Mm-hmm. Like, is that even their end goal? Mm-hmm. And if it's not, it doesn't really matter because that's not what they're trying to portray. Um, so I think that's important to consider. Not everybody is f- for the community. Um, that pe- is so damn true. Not so. everybody is for the community. Mm-hmm. Like that is a, a, a damn. That's so damn true. Yeah. <laughs> In so many ways. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, I do have one more question that I ask everybody when they come. Uh, I'm gonna start with you, Dorian. What's your most favorite thing in the world right now? Um, my favorite thing in the world right now, um, music, um, the different platforms that it's given uh, mm. people. Um, I like Tierra Wick. I like Brett Gray. I like um, 
and these are young people who are doing it. Yes. Um, so that's why it's just really drawn my attention. So shout out to all the young artists who are creating their own way with music. That's my favorite thing in the world right now. That's that's dope, and it makes me feel old because I have never heard of either one of those people. Really? Yeah, Brett. Uh, yeah, Brett. Yeah, he's actually on mm-hmm. one of our upcoming episodes. So. I, you know, I saw that. I saw you yeah. guys posting on that on uh, on Instagram. So I'm gonna be looking forward to that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ari, what's uh, what's your most favorite thing in the world right now? Um, I don't know if I have like a favorite thing right now. I have things that I'm enjoying, like this, like doing our podcast. Like mm-hmm. I okay. think right now that's my thing. Uh, that's perfect. Yeah, it's it's fun because it's letting me and Dorian have a different realm of friendship, and we're getting to know each other on different levels, and we're getting to meet other cool people, mm-hmm. and really embark on something. And I feel like it's a positive place for us to both put energy into, um, because I think for me personally, it's easy for me to like get into negative spaces, mm-hmm. but. I think this is so positive all the time. Like people like, oh, y'all are doing this and people wanting to work with us and just talk about great things. It's just, I think at this moment, that would be my thing. It's it's so easy to get into negative spaces, Very. Like, especially if you're not looking for the positivity. And I think that's something that people mm-hmm. need to do more often. You know, don't wait for the positivity to come to you. You got to go out there and like make it and look for it because right. otherwise negativity looks to find little crevices and places that they can hide mm-hmm. and like you gotta you gotta flush all that negativity out and focus on positive so that's awesome exactly. um what's the what's the podcast again everyone gets a turn yes. where can we find your content you can find it on our instagram at egat pod you can also check us out on apple itunes spotify google play at everyone gets a turn yeah you guys can also follow us on ig and twitter so we're always looking for people to engage and have conversations and tell us what you want to hear mm-hmm. super dope ladies i like the content i like what you guys are doing having Thank these you. conversations and furthering uh what our community is really about. So mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Thank You're you for coming. Thank, Thank you for having us. us. Of course. All right. I want to give a very special shout out again to Dorian Black and Ari Hart uh, from Everyone Gets a Turn for sitting with me today. A really engaging topic. And I hope everyone continues to take these conversations into your own circles, into your own network of friends, and further this dialogue. Um, you know, the one thing that I try to do is curate very specific conversations. And I think one that's long overdue is not just having the media and telling the media how we should be represented within the black community, but using the spaces that we have and curating our own conversations, um, putting our own stamp on what we are supposed to be represented and and not just relying on social media and not relying on reality TV shows and uh, media that it's not really embedded in our neighborhoods to tell our story. It's up to us to really tell our story. It's up to us to get the message out there, the positive message of what's happening in our communities, um, the positive things that we're doing and how we can be successful Uh, in our own spaces. So let's make sure we're continuing having these conversations and holding those that are purveyors of media to a higher standard on what we should be. 
Uh, make sure you are following along on my website at salascorner.com. I do have another blog post that I'm working on, um, also a new segment. I have uh, some really great interviews coming up, so make sure you guys check that out. Don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Um, you can always follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Salas Corner. Uh, email me all your burning questions and ideas. I really love the engagement that I get from you guys on different uh, topics that we can cover. Um, until next time, peace, y'all.